Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K Babe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know It All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am here once again with the rest of my holy trinity. It's Mr. Jesse Baker, Mr. Wex Breaking the Lawson. Boys, how we living today? Just, uh, you know, cracking one for the working man. Yeah, yeah, Looking yeah, forward yeah. to the evening sessions of the Impact Wrestling tapings happening in Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Very excited to be uh, in and about and a part of those. It's going to be real fun. Yes. Lots of news and notes. Pretty stoked. Wrestling world keeps heating up. How about you, X? Dude, I'm feeling good. Like you said, dude, hyped on everything wrestling right now. Got me a nice little brew. Got a little pizza I might be munching on, you know, ready to talk about some fucking wrestling, baby. It is a good time to be a wrestling fan. I am super excited about what we have going on today. It was a good time to be a wrestling fan in 06, honestly. Um, And so today on this show, we are covering Clash of the Champions 2016 from WWE going up against TNA's No Surrender from 2006. Um, It's a cool little... You know, a five-year and a 15-year comparison. I like that. I like that we got this little lull. But, dude, you know what? There is no lull in news right now, in the, in the current haps of the wrestling business. Um, Wex, what do you got for me, man? What's what's going on in, in, on the on the news front? I mean, I guess we should go ahead and talk about it. What happened last night? Because we're, we're recording this here on a Tuesday. Our man, Big Fucking E Langston, finally. Yes. Shout out, Big WWE E. WWE champion. And and the news headline, Vince McMahon said they didn't make this change as a response to AEW. It was a response to the NFL. Shut the fuck up, Vince. You know it was a response to AEW, and I'm glad that it was a good response because, God damn it, Raw was getting pretty – WWE in general was getting pretty stale there. Yeah, I mean it's a good thing. You'd be responding to the NFL. Because they're back on TV on Monday Night Football. I understand that, but, I mean, how are you responding to the NFL with anything other than – the ex-fucking-football player, Mr. Brock Lesnar himself. Hey, that's yeah. exactly what he said, but that's 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 our big, big, big news. But, you know, we got some other news since we've last talked. The yep. latest set of AEW dart tapings that just finally wrapped up in Orlando, and we had a lot of former NXT guys on Ooh. those tapings. Ooh. Like uh, Kurt Stallion, now going by Stallion Rogers, uh, Anthony Green, Anthony Henry, Santana Garrett. Some pretty solid... Where is Adam Page? Does anybody know? He had a kid, so he's taking just taking time off right now. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that'll do it to you. That'll that'll pretty much put the wind out of the sails, if you will. What else we got in the news, Jesse? What do you got before me? I mean, I'm kind of excited about uh, MLW keeps making some really great announcements. They've announced that they're doing a different series on YouTube. They've announced that they have a series brewing with Vice that they're just kind of dick teasing right now, but also. A couple of months ago, they announced that uh, Tajiri was going to debut for MLW at the 2300 Arena in the October tapings. And then they just recently announced Mr. Bobby Fish recently let go, formerly of the Undisputed Era with the next team, formerly of Red Dragon with Ring of Honor. Man, if you give me Bobby Fish versus Tajiri, I'm for it. I think yeah, that'd be fucking be great. Uh, yeah, Leo Moriarty also got uh, announced for that MLW tournament, too. The Opera Cup tournament, yeah. yeah. Uh, signed by AEW, announced for the Opera Cup tournament. He was on uh, Death Before Dishonor, yep. Ring of Honor, this weekend. So Lee Moriarty's getting a little bit of big ups all over the place, being allowed to finish out commitments he had clearly while also being signed to AEW. But he deserves it. I love Lee. I think he's a great talent. The uh, 
Alex, speaking of death before dishonor, they had a 15 man, it was supposed to be 15 man, turned the out to be sauce, 16. Baby. The big uh, battle royale for the shot at the Ring of Honor World, World Heavyweight Championship. Easy for me to say. First day with the new mouth. Surprise <laughs> entrant, winner, and the new number one contender or open shot haver, whatever you want to call it, for the Ring of Honor World Championship is Alex fucking Zane. The sauce. Wow. Yeah. That's a That's huge great. get. Uh, I, I kind of, I have to say, if I'm being really honest, I hope he didn't sign with ROH because I hope that man keeps his options open. He has the biggest future ever. Yeah. So uh, here's hoping that didn't happen. We have a lot of other contracts coming up. They've been yeah. talking about this. Yeah. Uh, we talked about, we touched on KO before. Apparently Sami Zayn is among those who. Of course, naturally. Also. Johnny Gargano, too. Johnny Gargano, apparently December 3rd. He's re-signing, 100% re-signing. I believe that, too. And also, for my money, like, I don't want to see Gargano in AEW. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Nah. I wouldn't it's mind seeing him in Impact. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not that I have anything against Gargano. I just feel like he is a... He's the Dolph Ziggler of NXT. Like, he's great. He would fit in really well in AEW. But do you even really want to see that? No. Not nah. really. There are like, like dude, Dolph Ziggler so would go and kill wrestlers. it. He, yeah, but, like, it's, a, it's the same exact scenario. Like, Dolph Ziggler would go and kill it in AEW. He'd have great matches. But does anybody really want to see that? Nah, nah, not really. Not at this point. Like, and that's that's just kind of how it is. I mean, it's the same with, with Ciampa even too. Like, I loved, I love Tommaso. I, I'm, I'm hyped for him. I'm hyped that he's in the new, uh, that he's in the the title picture again. And we got to talk about Samoa Joe for sure. But yeah. yeah, Johnny Gargano, I just don't, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I see him resigning. It makes the most sense, especially considering his wife's there and everything they got going on. I mean, it does seem like Vince likes him. Um, it, it is, it is what it is with that. I mean. Uh, how are you guys feeling about the Samoa Joe thing? Is it is it you think it's kayfabe injury and they just want a, a restart type thing or um, is he actually hurt? I think he's actually hurt and they knew he was hurt for a while and they just you know wanted to milk it and like I guess since we're going to that NXT thing, I, I like I mean that's cool that uh, Champa is going to be in the main event. The Fatal Four Way is now a number one contenders match. I thought and it I was think just that whole new direction going for the NXT title. is another it's reason for the what? title. It's for the it's title for now. Tonight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's for the title. They're trying to they're trying to pop a rating. I mean, here's yeah. like here's the thing. I feel like something would have happened to change this into being for the title on the revamp show anyway. I do believe Joe's injuries are real. I don't think uh, allegedly everything I've read, he's not going to be out long. But I don't think they were faking it. I don't think that they would have transitioned off of Cross to Joe of yeah. all people if that's how they were going to do it. If they had any other plans, but right. it would have been just as easy to transition to Dunn. Or transition to Tommaso. They could have built that and done it the yeah. same way if that's what they wanted to do. All right. Um, so predictions. Who do you think is going to win that four-way? Who do you guys got? Oh, man. That's a hard one. Um, I mean, who I want to win? I, I, I mean, I want Dunn to win. I want, I want Dunn to I want, win, too, but, but my, heart win. Says, my heart says LA Knight's going to do it's it. It's going to be. That's exactly how that's, it. It's going to be LA Knight. Yeah. Uh, they're doing this whole like new direction. They're renaming the fucking arena there, which, you know, uh, they, 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 they apparently Kevin Dunn is there backstage tonight. They have news on all these backstage things. They pulled the women's title match for some reason. Yep. Ricky Monet was supposed to go for the women's title against Raquel Gonzalez. And that's been pulled apparently with no explanation. Hmm. So uh, I don't know what we'll see there. 
we ever going to see Frankie Monet have a goddamn match? Goodness I don't gracious. know, man. I like that's that's uh, that's a weird one to me. I, I don't really see why they're holding her back. She's obviously a fucking great talent. And if you look at the disdain that WWE has brought on, I mean, for fuck's sake, like you really can't deny the fact that they're not really treating a lot of people on the main roster correctly. They're already keeping this couple in different places. And if you put her in a position where she's being kept around NXT and not used, that's only going to breed contempt. No, I agree. I agree. I feel like, I mean, part of me, part of me does believe that the, that the injury is kayfabe though. Like it, it could very as easily have been like, well, there's some bumps and bruises. He was going to power through anyway, but this way we can just like, I'm not saying he doesn't have anything hurt. Like if you're a functioning professional wrestler, like you're hurt all the time. So like, I'm just saying like, I don't know if he wouldn't have been cleared to wrestle. And so like, that's why he's dropping the title. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's, yeah, he's probably got this nagging elbow thing or whatever it is, but like, I don't know. I feel like What's Joe it? is a stronger lead-in for them with this revamp than anybody in this number one contenders match, though. He has the biggest star power for sure, the biggest name value. Yeah, that's Do you true. think they're gonna introduce a new belt or keep the same title? Uh, like a redesign for the new show since they're yeah, forcibly maybe. pushing this like 2.0, which is funny that 2.0 is a tag right. team AEW. Yeah, Which it's funny. Great. It's super funny. Who came from oh, NXT? New, by the way, new BTE cha- world champions. Oh, wow. I did not know that. They beat Marco Stunt. Oh, and they okay. gave him Blackjack. It's good to know. It's good to I, know. It, it is interesting to note that on NXT 2.0, on this big revamp that's supposed to change the entire direction of the third brand of the company, we have a wedding. So, yeah. um, you know, let's we'll, we'll see how that turns out because we all know wrestling weddings historically go great. Um, yeah. Every time. Without, also, without a fail. The one person none of us mentioned, I mean, in response to AEW, which clearly they are making some notes, what about O'Reilly? Mm. I kind yeah. of wonder if they don't do that just out of a... Yeah. O'Reilly know? would be a good win, too. I think that... And I think the eventual... Um, you know, if this is a temporary thing, an O'Reilly versus Joe feud makes a lot of sense and could be super good. Um, down on the long list of former ROH world champions that became NXT champions. Yeah. I mean, they might as well start that list with uh, former Impact champions with LA Knight and just keep it fucking going, right? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the 2.0. We're just switching to Impact instead of... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> like, we had Samoa Joe, but I mean, he was technically TNA, so we need to do like right. Impact Impact. We're going to move down Bobby <laughs> Lashley now that he lost to Big E. And make right. sure that he gets in there. We might sign EC3 back real quick. Yeah. Maybe even Austin Aries. And we'll move John Morrison down so he can hang out with his wife. Yeah, that what makes about Sinchi? Sinchi. Sinchi ain't gotten hired by fucking nobody. He ain't already hired by. <laughs> no, no. Absolutely I guess not. Probably, better off, probably better, has better chances of getting a job than he does. Speaking of Sinchi, boys, let's get into the first show here. It's TNA at No Surrender 2006. Shoot me now. Um, yeah, I felt like this whole opening package uh, in the beginning was not good. It felt really all over the place and really chaotic, and it didn't it didn't really set up any of the feuds. It was just like all kind of random yelling words and violence and very like I don't know epileptic. It was just like so. I don't know. Wrestling. Yeah, not so good. I didn't really care for the open. Uh, I didn't really care for the first match here either. It's Eric Young versus A One. I didn't think it was very good at all. I mean, the crowd was into it. 
uh, but it really it's more of like a comedy participation hour than a pro wrestling match. Uh, I mean, the crowd w- was definitely into that, but it just wasn't for me. Um, I gave it a beer because the crowd was hot for it. Uh, Jesse, where are you at on like this open and Eric Young versus A1? I literally said it was one beer. The match was flat, but the crowd was too hyped to give it a dud. That's yeah. I mean, Eric Young, start, he pioneered the No Way Jose, Adam Rose fucking entrance. And, and he did it well. I mean, yeah. them being in the same location all the time definitely gave him an up for doing yeah. that. As far as the open, I love the old school start of the TNA, the TNA open and that voice. That stuff resonates with me probably just because of nostalgia. But then it was all like race baiting stuff and then very disjointed. Yeah. Like they went into the Jarrett Joe feud and then went back to LAX and Daniels AJ. And like I, it was very uh, – you're right. It was all over the place. But, yeah, I had to give this match at least one beer just because – even if it was just because it was an open, who gives a shit? Like the crowd was hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's that's exactly where I'm at on it. Wex, what do you think about this opening match? This is another three-way agreement again uh one beer same thing the crowd was super hyped the match wasn't shit i said a1 is generic pro wrestler number six i wrote <laughs> num- i wrote generic pro wrestler number two in my notes that's God, insane guys Holy shit. we've been doing this generic? show for a little too a little too long and i literally I, day, I i just put caw like i just put like yeah. he's oh, just straight up hey, creator wrestler there like, you go. <laughs> just same thing same thing but dude till this day i hate the fucking piss finisher the wheelbarrow like into the net breaker that he never catches it's just such oh, a dude, shit i love match. it i hate it and they call it the showstopper which is the big show's finisher well yeah he's a little mad about that um let, let's uh let's keep it rolling here we got Tanae and west kind of running down the card and then jeremy borash looking like a west virginia pimp getting ready to be on jerry springer for the first time interviews cornet um the interview was solid classic <laughs> cornet um really good stuff uh, but dude, I could not get over Jeremy Borash, man. Like he straight up just looked, ah, uh, yeah, like a, uh, yeah. Well, Jim like Cornette looks Borash. like a West Virginia pimp who's being scheduled for Jerry Springer the umpteenth time. Yeah, that's he true. He has good that's hair true. though. I'll give him that. Oh, fantastic hair, fantastic hair. The highlights were on Fleek in 2006. Uh, the next match on the card here is Petey Williams versus Jay Lethal. Um, it's a weird, like, video game nerdy backstage segment in the middle of, like, Jay Lethal's entrance. And I know they're doing that whole, like, jackass crew thing. That's a big miss. I know that all three of those dudes are really good friends in real life. And I get that you wanted to put them together on screen. But all <laughs> it just didn't work together. They just don't, they don't work together. And honestly, they don't really work as, like, goofy heels. It's just not who they are, especially considering how entertaining they are as wrestlers. Uh, I just, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't fit to me at all. I did think the match was decent. Um, once it got going, it was pretty solid. They did let some spots breathe. Uh, I thought, but I mean, at the same time, you kind of get two comedy matches back to back. I mean, Petey Williams is just selling his ass like throughout the entire match. And, <sighs> and all the Sanjay stuff was bad. I uh, didn't need it. Uh, I did give it a beer and a half because the middle work was pretty good. Uh, but that's, that's, that's all I could go. Wex, where are you at on Petey versus Jay here? I only gave it a beer because, dude, like the work itself wasn't that bad. But as soon as the laxative came into play, I was just like, all right, what the fuck is like, what are we doing here? Like, I know they mentioned the laxative backstage right before that, but it was so convoluted. I didn't understand what they were even talking about. I was like, all right, they have some laxatives like and the crowd didn't get it at all. And the fact that they were promoting Jackass 2 like didn't make any sense because didn't around this time, didn't the Jackass dudes go on WWE? Yeah, maybe that's Let's also get this straight. They didn't have an agreement to promote Jackass 2. They were just talking about it on their television. 
Oh, okay. So it wasn't like an actual endorsement. That was just like a part of the story. No, obviously, you didn't see anybody. You didn't see any footage. Yeah. You didn't see any of that shit. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It was dumb as fuck. Like, even the crowd was chanting, this is stupid. Like, yeah, it was dumb. It's fucking horrible. I mean, what could, I mean, it could have been a good match because, like, two great workers. But yeah, I only gave it a beer. I was, I was thoroughly pissed off. And I'm sure whoever paid for this pay per view was probably pissed off, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely was, did not pay for anything. And, not TNA in 2006, that's for sure. Jesse, what do you think about match number two here, Williams versus Lethal? This match made me look up what WWE was doing in 2006. And it turns out that the pay-per-view one week before was Unforgiven 2006, whose highlights were DX versus Big Show and the McMahons in Hell in a Cell, which, if you recall, was an unnecessarily bloody affair. It was absolutely yeah. fucking insane. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. It was outrageous because that's when I first— that's right when I first got back into wrestling and not watching for a few years. And then the main event was Cena and Edge in a TLC match. Yeah, so they're winning. Yeah. I Five mean, and, and like even on the undercard was like Hardy and Morrison for IC. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, you, you well, shit. Got, well, like, we're going to have to cover that one. We have to throw that one in there somewhere. <laughs> the reason Hardy, I did, he actually had a good match with Damian Priest last night, but. I usually I have I, I have fun with these a little bit more most of the time, but yeah. I gotta say the jackass gimmick was a fucking non-win. Sanjay Dutt is the least convincing like mischievous person ever. Like his yeah. attempt to kind of like maniacally laugh in the corner was the worst. Yeah. Um. This match had every fucking right to be great, and it started out great. The minute the PD started selling his ass, then butt troubles ruined the whole match, bro. Dude, like in two thousand six. <sighs> If any crowd wants to see Petey, Petey Williams, and at this point, they're still in the impact zone. So if the crowd yeah. even fucking knows who he is, the only thing right. they want to see is the Canadian Destroyer. And it gets ruined by the concept that he's too flatulent. Like, guys, this yeah, is sad. Southern-style booking that never should have made it onto a pay-per-view. Yeah. He's got to take a shit. I will say I got to give Petey Williams credit for knocking out that Conan-style cradle DDT. That was always one of my favorite fucking moves ever. I popped real hard for it. Um, I gave it one beer though. It, it like the between yeah. the ropes was great, but goddamn, the rest of it was so bad. Yep, I agree. The booking Ooh, was so, yeah. the booking was in the negatives. So I would say that like the uh, the fact that we gave it any kind of positive, um, purely rating, yeah, yeah, is is purely just because of the entering work. But let's keep it rolling here. We got a pretty decent little rhino, rhino package. I think I said this last time we covered a 06 TNA pay per view, but. Uh, this is probably peak Rhino. I think this is probably the best kind of work and best like area of his career for sure. And then we got a package for Raven and Runt and Abyss. Uh, it, uh, it's not bad. It's a solid like little mid card angle, I guess. No disrespect, just calling a spade a spade. Like, uh, but the match is it's Runt versus Abyss versus Raven, and I mean it's a hardcore match. Uh, uh I mean they tried hard, I guess. Um, Raven got a gusher. Uh, I don't know. It just it. it it wasn't much as far as a match at all. It was just kind of a car crash. Uh, hanging runt by the chain was a little too much, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> felt, uh, and then the, the, like, the finish spot itself felt really rushed. I thought it was okay at best. Um, I'm also right here at a beer and a half uh, on this one. Okay. Wex, where are you at on this uh, triple threat with Runt, Abyss, and Raven? Surprisingly, I went just a little bit higher. I went two beers on this one, and it was just wacky, egregious violence, basically. Just... It, no, nothing there was no nothing really made sense yeah. they were just beating the hell out of each other getting weapons for no reason like you said the hanging spot was kind of crazy and the other spot where brother runt got pushed off the top 
through the tables towards, I mean, yeah, that was right towards the end, yeah. Just lots of wacky bullshit. I mean, it was a little bit better than, I mean, yeah. the wackiness worked in here because it wasn't your asshole leaking shit. It was, you know, blood yeah. leaking out of your forehead. Right, right, and right, right. Raven, it looked like Raven was trying pretty hard on this one. Like, it looked like he was yes. really trying. And this yeah. was a time period where I feel like he didn't really give a fuck. So, uh, yeah, two beers. Jesse, where are you at on it? So, Blonde Raven is never going to sit well with me. He already, like, had the wet hair, hair loss thing going on a little too much, and this just, like, emphasized his age to me. But also, he did carry the match, but I'd say he carried it on a lumbering back at best. Like, it was... The big thing is, like, they had some spots that would have been really creative and really awesome to pull off, except none of the big spots landed. Like, And no one really cared about the match. That's the problem. Like, I will say, I thought the crowd initially, for the first few minutes of the match, I thought that they kind of did respond. When there were those, like, unprotected trash can shots and shit like that, the crowd was pretty hyped for that stuff. Like, they wanted the brutality. Plus, I thoroughly believe that most of what I was hearing was the response to Raven and Spike having been former WWF personalities, which at that time, like, these are the only names you've seen. Yeah. So anybody who just even tertiarily knew wrestling or played any of the video games, that's who they knew. But right. the uh, I don't agree that the hanging was too much. I think that's Raven's strong suit. I think putting him in a match like this, I and mean, what the fuck is this match going to be without going a little bit overboard? You know what I'm saying? Like, he had to do something to make it stand out. That's the only thing that made it stand out. Spike's dive from the entrance through the – through the table. Yeah. yeah. That should have been a huge moment. But yeah. unfortunately, <laughs> like it wasn't the leather shot well top or Bam Bam Bigelow top or whatever you want to call it, it caused yeah. him to slide off and not break the fucking table. So it was a miss. Throwing Spike off the, sorry, punching Spike off the scaffold, one of the weakest fucking through the table spots I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Him just holding onto the strap until he gets punched too many times. Come the fuck on. Like, I thought it was funny. That could have been done so much better. And then he only breaks yeah. one of the two tables. So, again, yeah. it's just like a fart in church. Like, it just wasn't uh, – it didn't go over the well it was. Uh, Abyss picks up a last-minute victory, which I thought – like, who cared at that point? Like, I don't yeah. know. It was a little long. The bigger spots failed miserably. The finish sucked. I gave it a beer and a half. Damn. Yeah. Well, Brother Runt, I got some uh, purple runts right here I'm going to smoke for you, and hopefully your back and neck will feel better. My I goodness. The package that Raven quoting that he created the Dudleys was an interesting way to manifest that angle. I thought that was kind of genius because it is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's pretty funny too. I feel like it's kind of full circle. Um, let's keep it rolling here. There's a promo from Jeff Jarrett, which was okay at best. Uh, yep. And then we got a package for an eight team <laughs> triple elimination tag team championship match. Uh, or, or like for the number one contender, I guess it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. For, for, yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's anything more TNA than that. Um, so it's America's most wanted versus the naturals versus paparazzi, which is Alex Shelley and Johnny divine versus shark boy and Norman smiley versus Kazarian and magic Matt versus art or that's Maverick. Matt, yeah, that's, that's right. That's, yeah, uh, what Maverick. Yeah. Matt, uh, Matt <laughs> Maverick, Matt, uh, Matt, Bentley. Matt, Bentley. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, R-Truth and Lance Hoyt. So this Elix... R-Truth and Lance Archer were a tag team in this match, which is fucking bizarre. Bro. It's so weird. Uh, Elix Skipper and David Young, and then the New Edge Outlaws, the James Gang, whatever you want to call them. 
Um, so it's pretty much like a battle royal that evolves into like a regular number one contenders tag team match. Uh, and the battle royal part was pretty much everything you'd expect from a battle royal. Um, the Chase Stevens diving into the crowd was definitely the highlight of that yeah. segment for sure. Um, the sneaky spot with Harris and Gunn was good and I thought was well done. Uh, and I thought the tag team segment of the match was actually pretty good. When they got to the tag match, uh, it wasn't very long, but I mean, these dudes had already kind of worked for 15 minutes solid in the Battle Royal, and I felt like they weren't, they didn't seem out of place. Um, I mean, th- plus those dudes had wrestled like a thousand times in Nashville at that point. I mean, the Nationals versus America's Most Wanted was like the main event of 2004 um, at the fairgrounds, like every single Saturday. So I-, I get that the chemistry was there too, but I felt like they actually did a pretty good job. Um, and lastly, I will say that I'm pretty sure W Morrissey and Chris Harris are in some way related. Like they just look so, so <laughs> similar. Like, uh, like I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't notice it until this specific show, but like, they look like they could actually be brothers. Um, it's weird that it's weird that this is a eight team elimination, weird TNA booking. Right. But at, at, by my count, this is the best match so far. And I gave it two and three quarter beers. Um, it was better than I expected it to be. Um, so, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with it. Jesse, what do you think about this Battle Royal into the number one contender tag team title match? Man, I, for me, the rules fucked this one. Um, it would have been much more meaningful and much cooler and fit into the card much better had it just been the Naturals and America's Most Wanted. Yeah, I agreed. I fully believe. I mean, they could have done a fucking Battle Royal on the pre-show with the other six teams and it would have been fine. Like, yeah. no one really gave a fuck about anything else going on. It was funny to note, too, that Bentley and Kazarian, their gear was very Eminem-esque. Like, it was very yeah. Nitro and fucking Mercury. Like, it looked yeah. almost identical, actually. Yeah. But, I don't know. It, it, it could have done well for a feud if they had taken the rest of that shit out. And, of course, Hebner's the one who gets the fucking sneak over him or whatever. Yeah. Um, the things that took off the most for me were the uh the I, I didn't like the distraction finish i thought it was really weak i didn't think that it was i did not think it was done well i thought it was way too obvious and you know i liked the fact that the naturals eventually got the win or whatever but everything leading up to that i thought was clunky and shitty also taking off the number of pills in this match is through the roof like yeah. you could feed an entire fucking family somewhere in gadsden alabama so i gave it one beer Wow. All right. Wex, what do you think about this tag team scramble thing? I'm kind of right there in between the middle of you two. I went two beers because it was one of those crazy TNA convoluted booking. Yeah. Just bullshit. And I agree with both of you. If it was a tag team match, just them two, it would have been a lot better. So, I mean, you guys pretty much covered all the high points. That Stevens dive thing was fucking crazy. Little sneak yeah. finish it was unique. I wouldn't say it was great, but it was unique. It worked. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, two beers, nothing too crazy, nothing too special. I will say it is probably one of the better things on the card when you get to the tag team match. But I feel like the card from here on out has some is where the strong points are going to come. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Then then we're going to go way back down again, of course. Uh, Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, They had more of this jackass ripoff thing, and it was just weak and not a fan of it at all. So the next match here is Chris Saban versus Sinchi or Loki for the X division championship. Um, And I thought they were pretty much on from the jump. Uh, I thought that was the first thing on the show that felt like it could fit in today's landscape. 15 years later, thought the match was great. I thought the crowd was pretty captivated by it. I thought they actually had room for between spots to like, let their moves be sold and let the match kind of breathe. 
Uh, good false finishes. I really liked it a lot. Best match on the card so far by a mile. Um, although all the interference at the end definitely affected the rating for me. So I'm. it would have been above middle of the pack without the finish being the way it was. Um, but it's just right there at three beers for me. Um, would have been a solid four, maybe four, four and a half even. But it really, the interference bullshit at the end, it was just not good at all to me. Uh, Wex, where are you at on Chris Saban versus Sinchi? I agree with you 100%, brother, on that one right there, dude. It would have been a way better match without this fucking blow-up doll bullshit at the end. Like, everything you said, like, dude, there are so many sick spots. But, like, the jackass 2 blow-up doll bullshit again yeah. ruins what could have been a great match on the card. Yeah, agreed. I mean, and it was still pretty good because they tried. They really, they really put in some work there, like some sick spots. Like, even the spots they did with the doll, like, weren't bad. It's just, why the fuck? Why? In there in the first place. Yeah. No, I agree yeah. fully. It had. It could have been. I mean, it bell to bell minus the bullshit. It could have been a four, maybe four point two five for me, but I still went three because it just pissed me off. I, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And there was a thing, another this is stupid chant in this match too, because it was just like the fans were so hot and they're like, why the fuck are y'all doing this bullshit? Yeah. Good old TNA two thousand six for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesse, what do you think about this one? Man, I mean, the match bell to bell in terms of their uh, a lot of innovative offense, a lot of really yeah. great, weird, just like rollover spots and, and transitional offense, and obviously yeah. some bigger spots. The hesitation drop kick was a huge moment. I thought Don West really did some of his best work during the bigger spots of these matches that were highly athletic because him getting so excited about it kind of sounds like what you would want like your dad to feel like if he was watching wrestling with you, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Like, holy shit, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's kind of how he sold everything, and I really loved it. Sinchi did the Sinchi thing, and Saban honestly looked great physically. Um, not only – okay, so the finish hurt this hard for me, not only because of the doll spot and the interference, but also Sinchi wins with his feet on the ropes. Yeah. And, like, are we – there's no dynamic here. There's none. There's yeah, no yeah, fan, yeah, yeah. No heel. I, I kind of figured that the annoying heel role was supposedly being played by the jackass little crew that yeah. they had on there or whatever. But I mean, obviously, that's not what they did because he got Senshi had to win with a dirty pin, which I cannot imagine that he was happy with. I kind of don't blame him for being protective of his character now. But I mean, right. the kicks were stiff. The title crush looked fucking incredible. There, there were a ton of great, great, great moments in this match for sure. The commentary selling the jackass thing throughout also hurt it for me. I only gave it two beers. And I think it was because I really thought this match was going to be fucking great. And a lot of it was. But the other things were just so impactful that it really fucked it up for me. Yep. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. Let's keep it rolling here. We got Christian Cage in the back with the best promo on the card for sure. Uh, and then the match itself is Christian Cage versus Rhino. Um uh, this is the most WWE style match for sure, obviously. Um, but I mean that in the best possible way. They executed like that slower pace. It was it was a nice change of pace from the other matches that we had seen leading up to it. Um, and both dudes were definitely on top of their game at this point. Uh, I feel like Christian did a really good job as a heel and actually made it believable as like the the yeah. bad guy, which is pretty difficult considering the weight discrepancy and the way. I mean, just if you look at it physically, I thought it was really well worked by both guys. I thought Rhino had great shine, like really good baby face shine. Um, there was some really solid false finishes in there, too. I mean, I, I this was the first match on the card that I was into it to a point where like i was like oh you know what i mean like i yeah. really got that suspension of disbelief um four solid beers from me 
Um, I mean, obviously there were a few stutter steps in it, so it wasn't a perfect match, but yeah, four, four solid beers for me. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Um, Jesse, where are you at on Christian Cage versus Rhino here? Man, I mean, they went straight from the lockup right into the TNA main event style into the crowd. And yeah. they sold the concussion angle phenomenally, I thought, uh, mm-hmm. throughout the entire match. The Things like the Impaler DDT on the ramp and things like that really kind of put over everything that they had kind of led up talking about. Uh, this is one of the more solid outings by Rhino. I do think this yeah. is his peak, and I do think this match in particular kind of proved like he can carry a storyline, and it doesn't have to be full-on like Gaga ECW style. And there was some of that, but, I mean, yeah. not a whole lot. The ref bump, yawn. Um, the fucking concerto misses. He hits the gore, which is what everybody came for, and then right. obviously we know how the finish goes, and uh, ref stops him unprettier to the chair for the W, We see, you know, so on and so forth. I gave it three and a half. I really, um, I could have done without the crowd stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Especially at this point in the match. It was kind of one of those things where we haven't seen any match finish without uh, some kind of hullabaloo weird bullshit except for EY and A1. That's the only match that ended clean. Everything else was um, either had weapons or had fucking interference or, you know, yada fucking yada whatever and it's like man out of anybody let these two guys give us some kind of clear-cut solid finish um the finish was logical for a non-main event in this feud it was just difficult for me because i'm like fuck i'm so tired of this ref bump somebody's distracted who gives a shit time you know whatever that it it was it, it just suffered because of the card not because of the match but three and a half and wex where are you at on christian cage versus rhino I'm literally right in the middle of both of you. I went 3.75 beers for this match. Nice. And it was definitely the best thing on the card so far at this point of the show. And Mm. Rhino sold the concussion, the DDT on it. He sold that great. That made it for a great match. But it's kind of crazy to think, like, we would never do a concussion storyline now because of CTE and to think that what Benoit did just a year later. It's just crazy to think about. But the match... Like itself, like you said, that classic WWE style. You guys pretty much already mentioned all like the big spots and everything that happened, yeah. but like great work. And like I kind of think you got kind of mentioned it, like Christian being a heel, like he definitely like looked like brutal and malicious with some of the stuff he yeah. was doing. That really, like the way he sold his body language and stuff. And like yeah. Christian's normally a baby face, so right. I'm not used to seeing him as a heel, but you know, kill well switches. Kill switches slash unprettiers and chairs usually do pretty good for him. He's he's won titles and stuff recently that way. Yeah. So yeah, it works out. It works out. Let's uh, so, let's keep yeah. it rolling. Keep it going. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. Keep it going. It's uh it's Eric Young and LAX that kind of have their segment in the back, and it's terrible. Uh, it really is magic that this company is still in business today. It's just crazy. Um, Daniels and Styles had a decent promo though, like nice little pre-tape. Um, and then we Big got a Gator. promo package. We cannot blame that? over the fact that K-Dog called EY a walking glory hole. Oh, I literally had that. I had oh, yeah. that written down. I'm glad you brought that up because no, I was going to say it. But God it's damn one it. Of the better, it's one of the better lines ever, really. Yes. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start using that for sure. That's, That's uh, literally at the bottom of Walking glory hole, Conan. Oh, that is insane. <laughs> that is such a hilarious thing. Uh, yeah, anyway, but the promo package here was for the Ultimate X match. Now, Styles and Daniels versus LAX for an Ultimate X NWA Tag Team Championship match here. Um, and it's as easy, I mean, by far and away matches the night. 
Um, LAX looks super, super crisp. Um, I mean, and AJ and Daniels are AJ and Daniels. So they were phenomenal. No pun intended. Killer stuff. Um, you know, I'm so used to seeing these kind of matches with like six to eight people involved. And just to have like four guys vying for the tag belts made it feel more special. Like there was more room. You know what I mean? Like there was literally like less going on, but there was still, um, I don't know, just more room for kind of the match to breathe, more room for selling. Um, the styles clash from the apron through the table was sick, Dude. perfectly executed. Uh, I'm still a firm believer, believer that this concept would work um, today. Like, I think it's, it's still, I don't know. Are they doing, are they doing ultimate X matches? In, yeah, they're still, still? They, do yeah. One, they did one of their last taping, the, the same set of tapings we went to the ta- like the day before the oh, night nice. before they did it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see. Either way, damn near perfect match, man. Damn near perfect. There were a couple little spots. Um, by LAX that were a little fishy, uh, but I gave it five beers. Um, not perfect, but pretty damn high. Five beers for me. Really love this match. Jesse, where are you at on it? I went four and a half. I mean, it's close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to me, this is definitely the match of the night on the card. The uh, there, there were a lot of very classic moments that clearly set TNA apart from its counterpart here, which, you know, sometimes it's for the best and sometimes it's for the worst. In this case, I think this particular match showcased what they could do well which was to have several dynamic forms of offense go up against each other at the same time. And Hernandez being the power player to me was a great variable between the other three competitors, but I think it was played well the way that they utilized all that and him still getting up and doing hangs from the ropes. And then all the incredible spots from AJ, the fucking finish, man, like Daniel's leaping from the trust to the center on the top of that structure and not being able to be stopped. I thought was absolutely Highly creative, innovative, again, clear alternative to the 2006 WWE product in a main event, semi-main event slot. Uh, I gave it four and a half beers. I thought it was fucking wonderful. Wex, give it to me, man. What do you think? <laughs> After I clear my throat. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Wex. This is why I don't call on you. This is why I don't call on you, Wex. And you yeah. got to wet your whistle. Jesus Christ. After I clear my throat, you got to wet your foot, Dude. Obviously, after you clear your throat, you got to wet your whistle. But, uh, My dude, God. very fucking awesome match. Like, probably one of the, one of the maybe top two or three Ultimate X matches I've ever seen. And I didn't realize how fucking good Homicide was. Like, I've seen a few of his matches here or there, but I've never seen that many of them in this match. Like, now I understand he's why everyone good. thinks he's so fucking sick yeah, because he good. fucking is. And Hernandez surprised me in this match, too, yeah. with some of the stuff he did. And, dude... The finish, that that jump to the fucking middle, that was fu- that was insane. Like, and yeah. just I I went five beers on this one, and this is my TNA match of the night, match of the week. Because if you guys want to watch anything on TNA, go back and watch this one. Like, yeah, it was a good match. A young Styles, young Christopher Daniels, highly recommend. Young young TNA guys who are guys who are now old who are legends, yeah. doing their thing, and dude. Yeah. Dom West is the goat. He in this match, he, dude, I was I was loving his commentary. Yeah, he is is very underrated actually as a, as a commentary personality. Just yeah, I love how I mean, oh yeah, yeah. and his cancer is in remission. It's doing yes, better. That's nice. Shout out Dom West, man. Get better. Dom we appreciate we it. love you here, Dom West. We love you. We love you. Five we love years, you. Uh, fucking sick. Styles classic. to the table. Goddamn. <laughs> Uh, I thought Conan helped a lot, dude. Yeah, well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I think Conan does 
I think I enjoy Conan more as a mouthpiece for LAX than I enjoyed any of him actually wrestling. Until um, this day, he's still doing it, man. It's great. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's keep it rolling here. Um, after that, we get a massive promo package for Jarrett getting spanked by fans and a lumberjack match with Samoa Joe. <sighs> um, this is about as Memphis wrestling as it gets, boys. It's uh, it's Samoa Joe versus Jeff Jarrett with a fan with fan lumberjack match. I like. What is that? Is that a fan lumberjack match or is it like? It's fans called the as fans, lumberjacks. It's the fans' revenge. Oh, fans' yeah. revenge. Okay, cool. Yeah, this. Yeah, like I said, just about as Memphis as you get. Um, some of these fans were way too happy to be there too. Dude, uh, I feel like it was just. Uh, also, like it's, it's not fans, right? Like it's all, it's all it's all indie wrestlers. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, but Hammerjack was one of the quote unquote fans, and that popped me like massively. Um, I don't know. Uh, and how is it not a title match either? Like that doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. Like, it's just, God, TNA booking was so, so stupid. Cornette closes the show, announcing Impact in primetime, and then they introduce Angle as a surprise. Um, and I thought that was done well. I thought that the post-match stuff was good. The surprise was cool. I'm sure at 2006, if you saw that for the first time, you were like, wow, holy shit, Kurt Angle, that's a ma- major get. Like, now we're kind of used to it because they were he was there for so long. But in the, at the time, that was probably a massive announcement. So I would have given this match a half a beer, um, but I gave I gave two beers to the announcement for Angle, so it ends up at two and a half. But the match itself is just about a half a beer. Um, Wex, what did you think about Samoa Joe versus Jeff Jarrett here? Sorry to say this, and I might have spoiled it showing my notes, but I gave this one a big old dud because, like you said, it was Memphis yeah. wrestling, but this is TNA. This is not supposed to be Memphis wrestling. This is a pay per view. Yeah, I agree. To, I and some agree. of these fans, I did. I did notice Hammerjack was one of the fans too. I did notice that, but I feel like some of them it was like half indie wrestlers, half like their friends, because some yeah. of the people were so awkward and so weird. Like there was like the like there was the one lady at like the older lady in the dare shirt. Yeah. Her, like the way she was doing it, and there was like this really the this super skinny lady that was doing that too, and then there was this old like this old <laughs> dude with the thinning ponytail. Yeah, 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 yeah. He looked like he was an Indian, like maybe Indian or something. Like, dude, some of these fans in here were just fucking cracking me up. It was out fucking rageous. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, the lady in the pink shirt too. She was uh, cracking me up. Uh, so funny. And some of them were whipping the shit on Jeff Jarrett. They looked yeah. like they were really enjoying it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would, I would have enjoyed. And it. I just can't believe they wasted Samoa Joe in this fucking spot, like. I mean, well, I mean, it is against the world world champion. I mean, I mean, King of the Mountain Double J, you know, he's got he's got to get his got to get his got to get a shit in. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Got to get that shit in, Double J. <laughs> Jesse, what do you think about this quote unquote main event? It's a stupid fucking concept, and particularly because the belt wasn't on the line. Um, but I will say, like, Jarrett played up that uh, – I mean, we know what it is. We've all said it, the Memphis wrestling. But he played up the heel thing to a T, having, like, four million fucking shirts on. Get oh, yeah. all the oh, yeah. in the world, trying to be the, the cowardly fucking lion guy or whatever. Yeah. Just scared to death, yada fucking yada. And uh, I thought that that played up Joe. I thought that this helped Joe a lot. I think that it really put him in a position of being, like – it's hard to take a big uh, – I'll just say it to say a fatter but tough guy and make him into a face. It's a tough thing to do, especially in the South. Like, you normally yeah. want those guys to be your Harley races. You want those guys, you know, yeah. I mean, like, Dusty's different because Dusty had the gift of gab. Joe, 
he has great promos or whatever, but he doesn't have great face promos. Yeah, he has a great heel promo. He's yeah, a he, tough he, guy. he's not like that. He doesn't have that like connect with you personality thing. Like does like yeah, I get what so you. So in order to in order to get him in the good graces of the fans, it kind of makes sense. Like, hey, here's this guy you hate. He's gonna play cowardly lion, and I'm still gonna prevail, and I'm gonna keep going and keep going and keep going. And not only like they go through a handful of things. You get a stroke onto a guitar that still only goes for two. And then you get Joe with the fucking muscle buster for the win. I thought it was excellent in terms of like the match wasn't great, but the way it was booked, I thought was great. I gave it two and a half. I really thought it, it honestly, it's only because it elevated Joe and I'm not counting the segment after I'm just counting the match, but I thought Joe played up his face part. Great. And Jeff played up his heel part. Great. I really do think that they're, they, I, I think they did a good job. The angle reveal to me was weird because you have to think again. And TNA had a habit of doing this at the time. They played this up on a pay-per-view. They didn't play this up on weekly TV. So it's like you save your big announcement and your big reveal as though you have to keep the people that already paid to see the show. Yeah. Like you didn't see it unless you paid $29.95, right? So like are you going to just stop watching it because you didn't get the announcement at the jump? No. That's fucking stupid. Like that's literally not even thinking. You're thinking on weekly TV. Yeah. Why didn't they just have him surprisingly show up instead of doing a video announcement? I don't fucking understand. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that was uh, my probably, I mean, I'm sure that somebody somewhere in an office was like, well, if they do the announcement, it'll be on social media, and then everybody will tune in. We pop a rating that week, which is still backwards. Dude, well, yeah, I don't even – I don't know. I mean, I don't think so because, I mean, 2006, it's like MySpace, and that's it. Yeah, and no one even in the corporate world is like – That next week, okay. you're going to prime We don't even have YouTube yet. We don't even have YouTube in 06. Disagree. Disagree. So MySpace – like, we're not talking about social media in the era that we're talking about it, but we are talking about wrestling journalism being the height of the press. It was still on internet. a ton of buzz during that time. Not only Wrestling Observer, but a ton of message Oh, yeah. I heard the buzz about Angle going to TNA way before it happened. Because yeah, of course. It's like right yeah. when I, that was right when I got back into wrestling. I was like, dude, Angle's going to TNA. I was like, dude, that's going to be. Yeah, a lot of people were getting their news through other like dirt sheet media outlets. It just wasn't Facebook and Twitter. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. I see what you mean. Um, yeah, well, let's keep it rolling here. I think that the, uh, the match of the night is inarguably the ultimate X match. Um, yep. Check that one out for sure. And let's bounce it on over here to 2016. It's WWE Clash of the Champions 2016. Um, pretty decent opening package. Um, and I did love the hype for the main event, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, but let's get into um, the opening match here. It's New Day versus the Good Brothers, or Gallows and Anderson, as they were called here. For the WWE Tag Team Championships, um, long, long opening promo by New Day, but they are super over, and the crowd loved it, so it was it was pretty good. Uh, and then Gallows and Anderson looked really strong early on, and I felt oh, like yeah. this is when the company definitely still liked them. <laughs> um, and the match was was really solid. I thought it was better than I expected it to be. It was a great opener. I thought the the tag team psychology was there. The selling was great. The heat was great. Comeback was great. All of it was really good. Uh, four and a half beers for me. I really, really enjoyed this one. Wex, what do you think about this tag team championship match? I didn't go that quite as high as you, but I went three and a half beers, and I thought it was great. Like you said, the Good Brothers, they looked strong. They whipped ass the whole match. Mm-hmm. Nice little cur- like Fuck. Stuttering here. But the nice little perfect <laughs> baby face comeback at the end, like you said. Perfect heat like the whole time. Great match. I kind of just wish that you know they would have kind of went over there in that in the match and seen them get the t- championships. Even though this is 2016, in my heart I was like, 
I want to see the boys win one. But yeah, three and a half beers. Very nice. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff for sure. Jesse, what do you think about old big LG and machine gun? Dude, on the machine day? gun fucking coming out of the gate with a running Liger bomb at the fucking Bro. beginning of the match, yep. dude. Yeah. Fucking dope as shit. Lots of great tag team offense by both. Uh, you said it first, Mr. Know-It-All. The tag team psychology was way the fuck on point. I thought it was great. The crowd was super hyped for the New Day. It was a short match, I think probably because of the length of the promo. It was only about a seven-minute match. Yeah. Uh, which is okay for an opener, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I yeah, yeah, like yeah. I could have I stood to see a few more minutes of this match, and I usually don't say that. But right, 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 yeah. I only gave it three beers, and to be honest with you – Two reasons. Commentary kept selling that this was the New Day's 399th day with the titles, which like yeah. kind of gave away the ending. Like yeah. You knew that they weren't going to not make it to 400 here. Right. But also, the ending made no sense because they had a cheap shot involved. Xavier Woods hit him with the fucking trombone that led into the midnight hour, and I'm like, yeah. clearly we know the face-heel dynamic between these two teams. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is that? You have to cheap shot with a trombone while you're being a face? To me, that like it made zero fucking sense. So, yeah, it was only a three, even though I love both teams to death. Big shout-out to Big E for acquiescing and stepping onto that next level last Ab- night. Yeah, absolutely. Love it, love it, love it, man. Also, too, though, the fact that we're all at least a half a six-pack or more on the opening match is a pretty damn good sign. Yeah. Um, let's keep it rolling here. There's a cool little package for the Cruiserweight Championship with TJP and Brian Kendrick. Uh, really bad TJP promo, though. I mean, real bad. Not good at all. Um but then the match here is Brian Kendrick versus TJP for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Um, TJP had such a banger of a WWE theme, by the way. I absolutely loved that, like, Mega Man-style, like, metal vibe. I just think it's awesome. Um, and I feel like they re- really did a great job of treating the Cruiserweight Championship as something special at this point. I mean, the, in the beginning, it was great, like, changing the ropes to purple and yep. changing out the turnbuckle covers. And, like, I thought it was really cool. I think that... I think that doing keeping that instead of giving them their own show that's awful is much. It's just I don't know. This makes way more sense to me. Um, yeah, I thought Kendrick is just painfully underrated. He was so good in this match. His facial expressions. Um, the, I mean, just the, his his character. Him being his character was so so good. Match was really good. Uh, not great. But good. A couple stutter steps and some awkward timing, but overall really solid. I gave this one 3.75 beers. Really enjoyed it. Really, really good match. Wex, where are you at on this one? Didn't go quite that high on this match. I only went three beers because it was a little botchy, a few little stutter steps, but a lot of the same things that you said at this time. I really enjoyed the cruiserweight division, like because it was cool. It was still on the yeah. main show. Yeah. I like do I like you said Especially. they treated it cool, like the changing the ropes and all that shit. It was a, it was a great match. Like they both like obviously have chemistry of work together besides those little stutter sets, but some of the other spots are pretty cool. But you know, I don't. There's it wasn't like amazing, but it was pretty solid. Three beers. Jesse, where you at on it? I mean, ton of innovative offense by both guys. A lot of shit that the wrestling crowd, especially at that point in time, probably hadn't seen if they were just watching WWE. Um, I hated the purple rope thing. Not into it. Like, I understand wanting to tighten the ropes for these matches or whatever, but I really hated separating the brand that much because, to me, that was a very clear sign they were going to kill it from the get-go. Um, it just you, you have to have it be able to be absorbed into the brand if it's going to be all the fucking brand. Like, it, it, like, you can't do it the other way around. Like, I don't know. It just, to me, psychologically, I knew that it was a failure from the jump, even though the matches were very entertaining. The um, in-ring dynamic was super solid. I thought that 
the post-match headbutt situation was great because at some point you have yes. to make these fans care about what's going on other than flippy-dippy, you yes. know, mid-match entertainment bullshit. I gave it three and a quarter. I mean, it was a good match. Um, I just, you know, again, some of the changes here made it very clear that this was going to be an afterthought very quickly, but it was cool to see it on the main card. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. I see what you're saying there with, like, with that differentiation, but... I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I love classic Kendrick heel stuff, too. I really wish that dude was still wrestling regularly. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I loved it. I, and then Tom Phillips here. Ta, ta, yeah, Tom Phillips was, was with, like, a very Todd Pettengill haircut. Um, <laughs> interview is 007 Cesaro. Uh, and, man, listen, when people talk about being Cesaro being a main event guy, why hasn't he got the title? Like, you're never going to convince me that he's good enough. Like, he is great bell to bell. But he is cannot possibly carry a promo or carry like he just can't do it, guys. Like it is, and that's okay. Like he's a phenomenal wrestler, phenomenal he wrestler. Heyman, dude. He was great with Heyman. Yeah, it was great with Heyman for sure. Yeah, because Heyman could speak for him for the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know, man. Then the match here is Cesaro versus Sheamus. And uh, listen, if I have to watch a, a Sheamus match, I want it to be one of these. Um, and. This one probably wasn't the best one of the series, um, but it was stellar for a, a Sheamus match. Uh, they got a lot of time, and the finish was weak. Uh, but honestly, with where they're planning to go with it and making them like the bar, having them kind of even out on a series and then have a, a non-finish like makes a lot of sense to keep that storyline going. So it's smack dab in the middle for me. Even three beers. Um, you know, Cesaro worked his ass off for sure to carry this one hundred percent. Uh, Jesse, what do you think about this one? I gave it four beers. This is by far my favorite Sheamus match ever. I agree that it might not be the best match between the two in the entire series. However, the stakes of being the final in the best of seven series had the crowd so much more invested that it just added to the energy of this match throughout. Yeah. I felt like, uh, the false finishes made way more sense because the crowd is like, who are they actually going to give this to? And, like, going into it, I don't feel like the crowd gave a fuck, but I feel like they won them. They really yeah. felt like they got them in the scope of the bell-to-bell -bell action. And that's important. I mean, it's hugely important. And uh, that fucking suicide dive was one of the scariest things. Like, Cesaro looked to me at that point in time like he jumped his spine right up into his skull. I Ooh, really yeah. yeah. That was really gnarly. I didn't love that at all. But, I mean, that was, you know, again, that's a – advent of going balls out in a situation like this and trying to get that crowd. I gave it four beers. I, I thought it was a really great match. The biggest hurt to me was I hated that the ending wasn't definitive and God, that dive kind of took off for me because it was too scary. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wex, what you, I don't know. Yeah. I was right there in the middle too. And all pretty much the same exact things you guys said that fucking suicide dive botch, like gnarly. Like I was like, I cringe. I was like, Holy Fuck, is he? I thought he could have been paralyzed or something because it was fucking gnarly. He that could have been like one of those draws moments where you don't get up, but <clears throat> fuck, yeah, it was a hard hit meat slapper, though. <laughs> well, that's how you really feel there, gut, but yeah, it was a, it was a hard hit meat oh, slapper and a very shitty finish. Like, it could have been if the finish was a little better, potentially could have been a four, maybe up into the five range, but yeah, three beers. My gut's uh, a little pissed off right now. Let's you're the absolute. Clear. You're the absolute worst. <laughs> you're the absolute worst. 
after the match is a pretty rough Charlotte and Bailey promo, but they're still both fresh and kind of green at this point. Uh, it wasn't the worst. It was just a little shaky. Um, the next match though is Sammy Zayn versus Chris Jericho. And man, what a change five years has had on both guys physically and like their whole look and their whole vibe and their whole careers. Essentially very, very different. I hated the gear that Jericho had at this point, though. I really hated the multicolor bedazzled thing. But the match was superior. It was very, 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 very good. Uh, Lack of notes because I was super into it. It was super crisp, man. Nothing felt forced. Great tempo. Um, it felt like the match breathed up and down. Like you, it, there was a really good chemistry between those two guys. Um, a couple really small things that kept it from being absolutely perfect, but damn good nonetheless. Five solid beers from me. Uh, really enjoyed this one. Wex, where are you at on Sami Zayn versus Chris Jericho? It's kind of the same. I don't really have very many notes. I just have pretty epic, solid ass match and. They went at it, like you said. Like it's crazy to think how much different they are at this point in their careers. But I went four beers on this one, and like there was a few like weird little like bumps that happened that were just like awkward. But besides that, it was like pretty fucking good. It's probably one best thing on the fucking show. Like, could I say possibly match of the night? I don't want to piss Daniel off for later down the line, but uh. Pretty good, pretty good match. Yeah, you I do. Think, you do too, motherfucker. You try to piss him off. No, I'm yeah. Him off. I'm just trying to. I mean, I can see it. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's close. It's a close. It's close. I get that. Yeah, but I, I don't I, know if you guys know, I but it's, it's close. I went for great match. So uh, this is possibly. We'll, we'll, we'll wait till we get to the end, but it's a great match. You might want to go watch it if, if, if you if you're thinking about it. If you're thinking about it, Jesse, what do you think about this one, man? I mean, it is my match of the night, but I don't oh, feel like okay. it's a surprise. So there I don't feel like I'm pissing anybody off. I mean, obviously. Now, now, I gotta, now gotta I'm, gotta I'm not mad. I'm not mad. And nobody's uh, mad here, okay? I really love the early part of the dynamic and Jericho having control here because Zayn coming into it as the underdog, that's the way that it made sense. So for Zayn to build back up from beneath and then get a bunch of his own shit in, like taunting the Haluva the entire match, I thought was fucking stellar. That shit made so much sense. There were like Jericho was a little sluggish at times. And what's funny about that to notice is that it was only on Zane's spots. Like it wasn't on his own moves. Anything that Jericho delivered was great. There were a couple of things he took that were a little lacking. Especially yeah. that, that, that's DCT exactly what I was going to say. Like you know? that rope apron weird little thing. Like that yeah. was weird. Yeah. It, was, it, it just the, the tornado DDT between the ropes, which is one of Zane's signature spots, is spectacular at the time. It was it was a lot slower than normal. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's he definitely fumbled on that one for sure. There were weird little things like that, and it didn't kill the match. But I mean, this still like Zayn got all the shine in the world. You're going up against inarguably a top star, multi-time former world champion. It put Zayn in a fucking great spot on a card that's like a mid-card pay-per-view traditionally or whatever. But it really, in my opinion, helped put Zayn over like a motherfucker. He got a ton of shine. I gave it four, though, still. And uh, I, I, you know, I couldn't go higher than that just because I but the, the weird little slips. You know what I'm saying? I four, four, four beers. You're both four. Okay. Still my match of the night on this card. Me too. That's sanity. That's crazy talk. Me okay. too. I didn't want to piss you off. But. Foley, Steph, and Owens have a promo, which was super good in the back. Uh, pretty high for the main event. 
The package for the women's championship was really well done. I thought the package was really well put together. Um, and the match, honestly, okay, so it's Charlotte versus Bailey versus Sasha Banks. The match was really good. Uh, it was almost like kind of getting to see NXT in its prime, like, showcase a match. Um, th- and the flow was really good. There was a couple awkward time things. And anytime Dana Brooke is on TV, it's a little bit of a strike to me. Uh, but, I mean, they're all three young and triple threat matches are harder than singles are, obviously. And I, I thought it was really good. I, I'm, I was thoroughly impressed with it. Uh, it kind of shows where they all were at this point in their career, too, which is all kind of very different. Um, was somewhat of a lackluster finish, though. Uh, and that that kind of, I mean, it was just like a kick, a, a big boot, and that was that was the end. Um, so I was three and a half beers on it. Like, pleasantly surprised, a little bit more than average, but the finish could have been a little bit better. Um, right back to you, Jesse. What do you think about this triple threat for the women's WWE Championship? It's pretty straightforward, you know. I mean, it was pretty clear here. Bailey was captain underdog. They were trying to build banks, and then Charlotte was supposed to be the established heel. And for some reason, they felt that they needed to give her Brooke to, like, accentuate the fact that she needed help to get over the, I don't know. It fucking, that really killed it to me. I hated Dana Brooke being on the outside. I hated her interfering even more. Um, I thought that a lot of the spots, I mean, the double crossbody was great. There, there were a handful of different dynamic things that made sense logically throughout the match. I thought it was well booked, finished, heard it like crazy for me. How many kicks were thrown in this match? And then one is yeah. just the end of it. Like yeah, I, yeah, it, yeah. that really, I didn't like it at all. Um, it just didn't really make sense. I kind of figured they were going to use this as a way to help put Banks over right here. And, you know, then maybe Charlotte and Brooke go off and do their own thing. Banks gets to go against underdog Bailey because she had to beat her friend in the triple threat. That would have made more sense to me. However, this is what they did. I gave it two and three quarters. It was a solid match. The booking hurt it. The finish hurt it. And the interference fucking nobody needed to see Dana Brooke in the league with these people at all. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree fully. I agree fully. Wax, where are you at on it? I'm right there in the middle. Yeah, I mean, there, there was some there was some fun stuff there, but the fucking ending was pretty stupid because just like Jesse said, like kind of like when the big show used to have the knockout punch. Like how many times you throw punches in the match? It's like how many times you took through the fucking wreck kicks like that. But then the one happens and happens to knock you out and happens to pin him like it just doesn't make any sense. I hate I hate finisher moves like that that are just so simple. It's like a regular move you do throughout the match, like the gut punch. Yeah. Whack. No, Stupid. I agree. Yeah, just I, I, that's dumb booking. But besides that, it's pretty much right in the middle for me. Three beers. They, this was they were kind of like, you know, st- still green. trying to get, get their shit on the main roster. I like that little yeah. triple dropkick spot, though. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Let's keep it rolling. There's like a pre-show panel and then like a kickoff match recap. Kind of felt like intermission, honestly. Uh, but then there's like a Rusev and Reigns package. And it's a WWE United States Championship. It's Roman Reigns versus Rusev. Very WWE style match. And uh, I, I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, but it was definitely a dated style, especially for what else was happening on this card. Much slower paced and the crowd was... N- did not like this. The crowd was not a fan of this match, and I wasn't either. Um, I've never really been on the Rusev train, and I don't think Reigns really turned the corner in the ring until about 2018. Um, but there was lots of brawling on the outside, too, which has never been my style. It was way too long. Way, 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 way too long. Um, overbooked finish. Yeah, I mean, the match, 
it wasn't good. Uh, I gave it a beer. I, I couldn't give it much more than that. Um, Jesse, where are you out on Roman Reigns versus Rusev here? I mean, gosh. You know, it was the crowd was kind of doing a half these chant at first. Yeah. But I and mean, they, just it's like they turned minutes, to the crowd. <laughs> a couple of minutes in, they didn't give a fuck. They were done here. Yeah. Uh, apparently, somebody decided to teach Roman Reigns a clothesline, and that's about all they taught him. Yeah. Up to leading up till now, Wikey Lee or whatever the fuck he was known as in FCW did like 4,000 clotheslines during the match. Uh, there's a little bit of a pop with the Rusev roundhouse, a little bit with the kick, a little bit with the first accolade attempt. Uh, you know, I enjoyed Lana's involvement. I thought that it added a lot to the match. People are like, hey, there's something going on here, I guess. Maybe I can latch yeah. onto this. Yeah. She gets sent to the back, the accolade, Reigns powers out, hits a spear. I, I gave it two beers, and that's probably, honestly, I felt like that was generous. I fucking hated this match. I thought it was bullshit. <laughs> there were a couple of well-built false finish moments, a couple, but, like, overall, it did nothing for either guy, in my opinion. The crowd literally couldn't have given a shit less about Roman Reigns winning this match, so it didn't help him. And they buried, capital B, buried Rusev by having his fucking finisher powered out of and then losing to the other guy's finish clean. That made no sense. Like, yeah. there's no way for Rusev to come back from that ever. Right. So, yeah, two beers. Again, I feel like that's fucking generous. Yeah. No, I I, I, I'm, I can agree with that. I can agree with that fully. Um, Wax, where are you at on it? Yeah, I didn't even go two beers because I really don't like Roman Reigns. And Rusev, it's not like I didn't like him, but they just didn't, fu- they didn't have chemistry. This wasn't good. I wasn't into it. The crowd was shitting on it because it was shit. It just wasn't fun. It wasn't like I I did not enjoy anything about this match at all. And just like Jesse said, Roman Reigns just powering out of his finisher and then doing his own like that totally buries him. No wonder he went to AEW and now he's doing a lot better for himself. Yeah. Big shout out to him. Miro. Yeah. Way better than Rusev. Rusev could what he could have been is what Miro is. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. I agree fully. But uh, yeah, I just went one point seven five, almost two beers. Just like uh, Roman Reigns, just at this point, he was not doing it for me. And then when I watched this, I was reminded why. I was like, oh yeah, fuck this bullshit. Yeah, he really, like I said, I don't I don't feel like he turned the corner in the ring as a performer until like kind of that run with with Lesnar in eighteen. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think, it's like only it, been the last two to th- like two to three years that he's been like in ring good because yeah. he's really only been he's like only been wrestling for like six or seven years or some bullshit. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like not a long time. And like there's these, you know, like you no, got it's like ten years. Fucking, I think it's been I think it's like ten years. I think he's been wrestling since like 2011, 2012. So, fi- so like, final. That's why. That's why he's finally like. Re- it's like he's finally getting that decade, which goes like yeah. most guys on like even AEW Dark or guys who've been wrestling for like ten fucking years. You know, yeah. like yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Reigns is just now getting that shit under his belt. It's crazy to think shit like yeah. that. People, I mean, Kurt Angle was the fucking world champion within a year of wrestling. Like some people just yeah. get lucky and or just get it. Get because it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not- they couldn't have put just anybody in that spot, like right. clearly. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Um, after the match, we got an advertisement for No Mercy, and honestly, 
this kind of proves to me that 2006 was a pretty damn good year for the WWE. I mean, save for the last match that we just covered, the show was pretty damn good so far. I mean, I was pleasantly surprised by it. And there's still tons of talent on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Like they had, a, I feel like at this point in two, 2016, they genuinely had enough talent for both shows to have them stand on their own. Um, yeah. And then we got like a weird audio, like on Rollins promo, which like made it sound cheesy and, strange it was like this weird droning did anybody else notice that like the actual audio was like just poor i just uh, felt like it was rollins yeah uh, i didn't i well i had it in my headphones so it was just like it's like I this weird know, like I reverb if my like bluetooth was going in and out or what yeah i mean the recap for the angle uh with <laughs> triple h and owens and rollins was that was a good angle i mean that was that was to make that out of the finn balor situation oh. when you knew you had to completely flip the script on everything you had planned and then you end up with, I mean, I think this is one of the more Dude. memorable Seth Rollins angles. Like, I love um, that. Triple H hit him with the pedigree. Yeah, it's great. It was, it was great. It was really good. Really good. Um, and, yeah, so it's Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens for the WWE Universal Championship. And I thought the match was an absolute banger. Um, I love the action. Both dudes are just super good. And they both sold really well. There's obvious, like, chemistry there, too. There's a real flow to, like, their tempo and their cadence. Um, it wasn't too fast. Um but it wasn't like a normal WWE main event style match. Like, I mean, it was definitely fast paced, but it wasn't, uh, it wasn't just a spot fest is what I'm saying. Um, there wasn't really anything I can say badly about the match, except that if I prefer that the roles were reversed, like I would have rather Rollins kind of played the heel and Owens been the baby face. I mean, I know that's not how it was in the storyline, but I think for the match's sake, it would have just been a little bit better. I even like the role of Jericho and the interference here, too. I thought it kind of kept the heat on Owens, and it gives Rollins an out. I thought it was a damn good match. I get five and a half beers, almost a six-pack. Loved this damn match. Wex, where you at on it? Dude, I mean, I thought it was a really good match, but, like, some of the... I don't know the interference stuff, like the the Gaga bullshit. That's the only thing that suffered for it. But if it was just, if it would have been more of just them wrestling, which pretty much what it was for most of it, if it, they just wouldn't have left some of that stuff out, which I understand for this whole storyline and everything. But uh, commentary kept getting me because every time Owens would do something, it was like, "Is this symbolic? Is this symbolic?" I don't know how many times they said that, which was fucking hilarious. Yeah, I just kept noticing that, and uh, yeah. Uh, besides the extra like interference bullshit, it would have been four, maybe almost of the five range for me, but I only went 3.75 and they really made like the trail, even, even though Rollins lost the highest of treason. I will say, even though Rollins lost, they really made him look strong in this match. He basically single-handedly took down KO yes. and Jericho. He was like, yes. I thought and it was I, great. I, I, Three I and a half beers. That's crazy. Poppycock yeah, I mean, even. Poppycock. I guess what they were, I like where they were going with this, but I don't, but the thing is, I love this whole, the angle how this started, but I don't like how it ended. So that well, always, yeah, I mean, sours me a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. But how, I mean, if I'm, how Jared KO unceremoniously ended without the proper match. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. Yeah. Still pisses me off to this day. And I only hope that we can get. The oh, final geez, blow off. You, that burp. Did you like that? Yeah. 
hopefully that contract ending for OKO switching over to the AEW, one of Jericho's final matches, we finally get the proper blow off to that is all I'm saying. I mean, you know it's going to happen, right? You know it's going to happen. He's going to go, and then Generico is going to go, and they're going to just have another feud in AEW, which I'm here for it. Like, yes, because gen- if he goes back to being Generico, it'll be a it's, – it's like, it's like it's new again. Yeah. He'll come back it's from insane. the orphanage. Yeah. Insane, and it'll man. be like El Generico versus uh, Mount Rushmore. I, I mean – Hill faction. That'll give it, a chance it, to make Omega go back to be babyface again with some new shit. Like, it'll all work out. Yeah. Again. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to. I would love to see Tyler Black in AEW. I feel like that'd be crazy. I feel like it'd be an awesome Dude, thing for his career. It's if, never gonna happen. It's never gonna if, happen. He's a WWE guy that, for the rest of his life. You say that, but we never know what's actually gonna happen with WWE. So anything could happen. All I'm saying. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think so. Probably not. But we do know KO probably will. Well, actually, it's not gonna be KO. It's gonna be Kevin fucking Steen. Yeah. Yeah, fight, Steen, fight it's, for sure. Jesse. Kill, Steen, kill. Whatever, 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 whatever. <laughs> Jesse, where you at on this main event? My, my, my. There's a lot of in-ring trash talk, which is cool. Commentary is selling Rollins as the vet was very weird to me. Yeah. I mean, I get what they're doing. I, I understand the angle, but, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, guys, like, it, it, ugh, I don't know. That shit pissed me off. They're acting like he'd been there for several years. He hadn't. It's just fucking hadn't. Um, he also hadn't carried the belt for barely any amount of time before this. Right. He, uh, there was a lot of really great offense. There was a lot of innovative stuff by both guys. I thought they put their all into the between the bell work in terms of the work itself. Yeah. The suck it gestures I thought were a little bit too much. The fact that both of them did it I thought was fucking super stupid. Um, I love suck it though. I always pop for him, so it's okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, when both guys are doing it, what does it really mean? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah. eh. uh, it was a yawn to me. The uh, Jericho like, running down. Jericho was unneeded. I thought that was very stupid. Um, the ref bump thing. I Like, I don't know, man. You got your first universal champion. Or, well, second or whatever. But the first defending universal champion. Exactly. Going against Rollins. And it was just kind of like, uh, it's, this is a fucking just bullshit ass finish that didn't need to be a bullshit ass finish. It should have just finished clean one way or the other should have finished clean. I only gave it three beers. I really did not like it. Like a tiny cheat by Kevin Owens could have gotten us to the exact same position that we got in and not had the amount of Gaga to take away from what these two dudes did in between the ropes. And I thought the booking of it is what made it suffer. 110%. Yeah. I mean, that's, I can understand that argument, but I didn't, Then it's fine. Like I, I mean, think and, it was, like, oh, I thought I thought it was. I thought it was done well. But I, I see what you're saying as far as it should have been a defended finish. I get that. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't have any problem with the interference. Um, I felt like it buried KO. It would have been different if KO was the challenger here. I, I could have understood it. But him having I, trap, I felt like he buried it. Yeah, but then like at the end of the match, like the last shot is like Kevin Owens, and he's like, "You're the best." Jericho's just like, "You're the best," and Owens is like, "Say it again. Say it again." Say it again. It's it was, it's just yeah. It was their, so chemistry, like, dude, their chemistry was so fucking good, dude. It was I incredible. Can't believe they fucking ruined that storyline. Like it was I incredible. Mean, it, it, can you even imagine how the exact same thing could have happened with Adam Cole and Keith Lee? Yeah. Gee, yeah. fuck you. 
Goodness. Come on, like that being said, I think that like my match of the week is is Rollins and and KO. But I mean, I think that you guys are probably gonna go with the LAX and Styles and Daniels yeah, dude, match. That, Am I right? That's definitely a hundred percent. Well, I've been voted out. A hundred percent, right there. So okay, this is what I'll say. So maybe the match of the week, match of the week can be from TNA, but I think the sh- better show was by far Clash of Champions. Yeah, Can't yeah, on that? Okay. definitely, yeah. My average okay. rating for Clash was a full point higher than No Surrender, yeah, which is like, if, if yeah. you do the math on the number of matches, is meant I rated a lot of shit a dud on TNA. Like, not a dud, but pretty fucking low. Pretty low, pretty yeah. low. Well, you yeah, know what, boys? show that got a dud for me, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, yeah, for me too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, let's get into it, guys. Um, we are going to be wrapping this one up. I think the definitive winner for the show is Clash, but the, you know, again, the, the match of the week will be AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels versus LAX, right? I mean, honestly, Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles in their prime against mostly any other match. I mean, yeah. can, you really, can they really compete? It's tough to argue with, bro. Yeah, it's tough to argue with, for sure. I am excited about what we have coming up, though. Um, the next week is going to be the full kayfabe family up in here again. The Cage Cast Lush is going to hop in with us, and we are going to be reviewing the NWO's 1996. It's a different format than we've done before. Uh, it's just kind of like talking essentially about this, you know, that angle, and it'll be cool to have Cast's perspective because... You know, if you're an OG listener, you'll know that Cass is just a straight-up WWE guy, never watched WCW. So I actually got him on because it, it, it'll be a cool perspective to kind of hear him talk about his opinion and what he thinks about the NWO and that whole kind of vibe. I think that'll be really fun. Wex, what do you think about NWO show next week? I'm actually pretty excited for it because, like, even though I was young and I wasn't watching it live, I definitely, rem- like, if you watch wrestling, I feel like you knew the NWO, like, it was just synonymous of wrestling and like Hollywood Hogan. I mean, fuck, that sounds weird. Hollywood Hogan literally was the Hulk Hogan that I knew. Yeah. Even though I saw him in Three Ninjas High Noon at Mega Mountain, kind of in the classic gear, even though it wasn't the Hulk Hogan gear, he had the blonde. I knew him as Hollywood Hogan because it's just that's that's what I knew. So it's pretty cool. I've actually, and of course, I went back whenever we got the network and watched everything in detail. And I've been listening to a lot of uh, some ad-free shows podcasts covering a lot of the 1996 NWO stuff a lot lately. So I'm really, really deep into it. So it's going to be fun. I'm really excited for this shit. There's a lot of little tidbits and fun, interesting stuff in there that happened that, you know, it's fun. Fun to dive into deep. Fun to dive into deep. Deep. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse, uh, what do you think about that NWO show next week, man? Dude, I'm all the way into it. I love the concept. I love the idea. I like being able to focus on kind of the uh, the overall big picture of how WCW grew while WWF was doing their thing in 1996. It's a very strange dichotomy, and we'll get into it all. As Cass, I'm sure, will expand upon what WWF was doing at the time. You compare, you know, a floundering Vader in the Shawn Michaels storyline and the emergence of mankind while Undertaker was still kind of taking a backseat to the main event to what WCW was doing kind of like on a wing and a prayer with the NWO. It's a, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then the following week we'll be covering the next pay-per-view from, um, from 
I guess WWE, right? It's uh, yeah, of course it's WWE. It's it's WWE Extreme Rules 2021. No, 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 no. Yeah, is it not? No. Yeah, yeah. The, the Extreme Rules is on the 26th, so that 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 following week would be. The oh, 28th. I booked this before they announced it, so that wasn't what I said at first. My calendar didn't update that time. Look at that shit. Originally, oh my goodness. Originally, <laughs> different years. That's funny. Whoa. So so what do we so what's after NWO? So yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. It's Extreme Rules 2021 versus Hell in a Cell 2011. Yeah. Yeah. What do we have to look forward to that 2011 Hell in a Cell? I mean, it's WWE 2011, which was kind of a mess. Yeah. Let's just be honest. It was it was a they, they had lost a lot of their luster. Let's just say that we're in the middle of the WrestleManias. We are right after the peak of the Ruthless Aggression era. Everything's kind of lost. Yeah. It's uh, it's a strange show, but you know I always have fun with the ones that aren't very great. So that's kind of uh, you know one of those. You know things. what is on Extreme Rules 2021? I'm so far disconnected from like uh, the actual Finn Balor versus Roman, the Demon versus Roman Reigns, which I don't even want to fucking watch it because that you know they're gonna have the Demon lose, which is why the fuck would you have him bring out the Demon to lose? It's yeah. fucking bullshit. Like I know they're not gonna take it off Roman, yeah. but. The demon is not supposed to lose matches. It's like a special fucking thing. Yeah. Straight bullshit. But besides Becky Lynch that, versus uh Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair, which, you know For an actual match it might be good as long as it's not if they do an actual match. I mean I have a hard time how do you do an actual match after what happened last time? You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I don't love it. I think it's gonna suck. Uh Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. That could he will probably be defending his title against somebody, I'm guessing, which I'll be looking forward to that. Prediction yeah. would be the prediction would say Lashley, but I'm imagining that they're going to sell this injury angle with Lashley for a little bit longer. And it might be somebody more like, like I mean, I don't know who else it would necessarily be, but like, I'm just hoping that they don't give Big E my that's better than my fear. <laughs> My fear, my fear is that Aaron somehow the number one contendership is won by Jinder Mahal and that oh, they have no. to defend against fucking Mahal somehow. Oh, no. Like Mahal or Corbin right here. Me, It's going gonna, it's gonna to be Mahal, Corbin, or just another Drew McIntyre. We're going to get that same bullshit. Again. I don't think they'll do Ian McIntyre because it's face-face. Like, they, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but who else they have heels? I don't, I don't watch enough WWE to know their heels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, Tough time to be a WWE fan. AJ Styles? I they're not gonna take him away from Almas. Not yeah. right now. Yeah. No fucking way. But AJ Styles versus Big E? It'd be, be a great good. match. Yeah, that'd be good. I, that's that'd be what they should do. But, but they can't do anything with Omos if they take AJ away. Yeah. So Who I just cares? don't think they need to compete with AW. Give me the match. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree with you, but I don't think that's what's gonna happen. I mean I would Make almost. What I would rather see the dude is like WWE. Vince, I know you're listening to us. Always. Make me care. And I'm like, take the fucking, take the stupid Mad Max gear off, carry a cross, and just catapult that motherfucker into the heel picture. Let's get cross and E. Yes. Oh, or that. Yes, and take that bullshit off. He ain't in demolition. <laughs> he ain't in demolition. You see his new promo. He, he's. It looks like he's doing sort of a Sean O'Hare character. Yeah. Uh, we know where that goes. Yeah, it goes. Uh, yeah, we do yeah. have a uh, we do have a United States Championship match on Extreme Rules between Damian Priest and Sheamus, so we have that to look forward to. Nice. Oh, like I said, Damian Priest and Jeff Hardy had a pretty 
sick little match on Raw the other night. It was okay. For... It was okay. Okay. Jesse's right. such a turd. <laughs> it wasn't anything to write home about. It was just, it, I mean, it was just, it was a fucking, okay. The only reason that it was even remotely worth noting is the fact that it's been so long since anything worth a fuck happened on Raw. Like, I yeah. guess so. And the fact that Damian Priest used to be presented as a monster and now he's just like some guy who smiles and he's just yeah. such a fucking joke. Like, pu- give me punishment, Martinez. Fuck Damian Priest. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not really big on either guy, to be completely honest with you. I do understand the value in him and I, I do think he's going to be a star. I just, I don't know. He's just not, doesn't, doesn't tickle my fancy. Um, but that's going to wrap it up this week, boys and girls. Uh, we will see you guys next week with the NWO review. The entire Kayfabe family will be up on here. Um, you can always find the show at Kayfabe Com Pod on all, or at, just at Kayfabe Com on all the socials except for TikTok. And that's at Kayfabe Com Pod because Wex is dumb. Um, and then, yeah, you what? can find me. You can find me at Daniel Daybreak pretty much everywhere. Uh, Jesse, where can folks find you? At. Jesse Baker Nash on Twitter and Instagram. Also, you can check out, as of today, very first published article on WrestlingInc.com. There will be more to follow. Going to keep on giving you the news that matters most over at WrestlingInc.com. Super stoked for that opportunity, so you can find me there, too. Yes, I love it. I love to hear it. Wex, give them the script, baby. Find your boy at Wex breaking the Lawson on all your socials except for Twitter because I couldn't fit Lawson, so it's just Wex breaking the. You can always catch me on the Com Pod on TikTok. You know, as I, as you know, I fucked up. Always be posting little videos on there here every now and then. Yep. Daniel will be on there too. Jesse yep. will probably be on there one day. <laughs> Someday soon, yeah. Maybe. We'll you gotta stop getting jobs for a second. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I love it. I love it. Hey, at least you're getting jobs and not doing jobs. Am I right? Uh, hell yeah. Let's One, get two, it. Let's three. get it. Pin me, we, pay me. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace out. <laughs>